Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful sources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from a quote by D.T. Niles, Evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, either a sermon, podcast, or video. This week, we bring you the humility of lament. And with that, this is Luke in Wisconsin, and if this is your first time with Beggar's Bread, welcome to Season 5, or if you are a a long listener, a faithful listener to Nick and I, uh, welcome back. For those of you who don't know us, uh, my name is Luke Nellison, I live in Wisconsin, and I'm here with Nick McCulloch-Bauer in North Carolina. How's it going, Nick? Hey, Hey, it's going well. Just, you know, still in the recovery process of our Chicago trip, what, last week now? And, you know, getting a cold as we drove through West Virginia, that was a that was an experience with, you know, head cold pressure and then mountain pressure. Uh, was not a big fan of that. But the trip to Chicago is kind of nice, you know, even had a little brief podcast host reunion. Yes. For several days, actually pretty much the entire week. So that was kind of exciting. That was, yeah, definitely a highlight of my summer. And it was kind of fun introducing uh, you to Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. I was like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was on the last day, too. So we were just so surprised that somehow we had forgotten about probably the most iconic thing about Chicago. I mean, like, you have the bean, and that's cool, I guess. It's like smudge, just, you know, people's hands prints all over it or whatever. But then you have Deep Dish Pizza, which... I want to equate to a calzone, but it's better, you know? It's just very different. I I mean, I remember when I was, like, introducing you to it, I was like, all right, just so you know, this isn't going to taste like any pizza you've ever eaten before. And it's I not. was like, no. yeah, I was like, this is all I can explain. So Yeah. And we didn't anyway. get it in Chicago either. We got it on the way to visiting your, your alma mater. Oh, yeah. Old Wheaton. Speaking of Chicago and Wheaton... The podcast episode we're recommending uh, is from a podcast called Tesserai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Tesserai? I think that's how I say it. And I thought it was Tesserai, but again, Tesserai, I've listened to this resource once. I've not actually <laughs> checked out the rest of their podcast yet. Although it is like definitely something worth delving into, considering that we are recommending one of their episodes. So I'm just going off the assumption that perhaps they have really good ones in addition to the one that we're recommending. Oh yeah, they got some good stuff, and it's it's hosted by both Bob Stevenson and Steve Cartwright. And I don't I don't actually know Bob as well, but I know Steve. He was at Wheaton, and he might still be there. Um, I think he was um, a resident director, so like he he definitely helps keep the campus running. And they got some fantastic thoughts. They've also interviewed some of my favorite professors when I was at Wheaton, uh, Doctor Abernathy, and I also who's uh, he's in the theology department. I had Old Testament with him. I think we actually referenced him in season one. Um, and then uh, Dr. McCoy, who's in the uh, political science department. Uh, they're both some really amazing professors. So it's pretty exciting. But anyway, we're recommending The Unexpected Gift of Lament. Is It's their episode four. Um, and I I really loved it because I often forget about lament. I don't know about you, Nick, but... I don't know if I were to think of like how many sermons have I ever heard about lament? 
I'm not sure I could count very high in the church. I, would, I mean, maybe like one or two. I don't know. I'd have to be trying kind I've of hard. I've heard one. Yeah, no, like the old church I used to go to before they moved kind of like outside of my my sphere, right? Because um, they switched buildings and it was further further out than I had anticipated, I guess. And I wasn't really super engaged at that point. But um, they did one on Lament. And I actually listened to it after I ended up switching to another church. And it was just really powerful. But yeah, it was like one of the very few that I had ever heard. And like, especially like during my like more formative years, did not hear anything related to limit as like either a discipline or even as something that like is incorporated into our like regular practice as Christians. And I don't know about you, but I feel like even, you know, the 2010s were pretty challenging for people to go through right there's a lot of tumultuous things happening even then that like people could have been lamenting about i'm sure people were but like within my sphere it was just never discussed there was almost like a realm of um toxic positivity within like the worship style if that makes sense and that like we didn't talk about any of the any of the sad psalms or any of the psalms that are just like crying out to god and that kind of like we have nothing else sort of mentality right well and i mean most of the lament psalms they do by the end of the psalm normally the psalmist expresses some sort of um like assurance in in god i think there's only one or two that are basically like darkness is my friend and you're like oh wow oh right yeah (laughs) that one's pretty that one doesn't have any i think it's in the 80s one of the psalms of the 80s but Sounds about right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, the, that's the cool thing about like Christian lament, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but it's like Christian lament is not just crying out into the void. It's like directed. You right. Know? Yeah, as Bob was talking about on this episode, he, he was talking about Furiosa and uh, Fury Road. Or wait, is that what it's called? Did I just mess up? Yeah, this? Mad Max Fury Road. No, you got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that was a Mag- great image. Magnificent film. A good comparison, like... It was just a really well done little piece, a little tidbit of information to share. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the the reason why I was thinking of the title, The Humility of Lament, is when I think of the alternatives to lament, like, okay, we're just diving in right now. Like, what even is lament? I think a lot of how, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to misquote them, but definitely when, when Bob and Steve were talking about it, they're talking about the sense of, going to god with our lament with our grief um as opposed to the the empty void like we just talked about and when i think of alternatives to grieving with god um they actually and this may come across a little bit odd so i'm going to try my best to communicate it well um they come across as our identity being prideful in a way so, and let me really be careful about how I hash this out. I'm what I am not saying is that grief is bad or we shouldn't grief. I'm not doing that that sort of positivity like you should stay positive or God has a plan for you. I'm not trying to say that at all. So please don't hear me saying that. Um, None of what the I, Christian cliches, yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, what I'm trying to say is like, okay, let me give you an example. Uh, an alternative to lament. So bringing grief to God, you know, that's a great thing. Part of lament. There's somebody that actually cares and somebody that wants our best, even if that includes some pain that's involved. An alternative would be like self pity. 
where I turn to myself and I say, uh, this stinks to be me, which, okay, part of grief is recognizing something is awful or, or sad or painful. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's what I'm trying to be really careful not to say. But self-pity is a little bit different than that. And where there's sort of this direction or posture of the heart of like, um, not like not hope, I guess. Um, so lament is unique in the sense that there's a grief with hope. Um, so for example, like, let's say if I, I'm just trying to think of something practical, uh, because there's so many things that we can be grieved by. You know, we can be grieved by public events. Um, we can be grieved by the politics going on in our country. We can be grieved by violence um, in our country or other countries. We can be grieved by really personal things. So I'll just take something more personal, something pretty easy to grasp. Let's say you go through a breakup or maybe a fallout with a friendship and you're just feeling really sad. Something that I've said to myself, and this is really from other people's wisdom. It's not like, oh, I'm so brilliant. This is just other people that have given me this advice. There's this acknowledgement of the sadness of like, oh, I feel really sad because of this friendship that didn't work out. That, you know, there was this big argument. But I know I won't always feel this way. Um, And so there's like this two-pronged response. One is like acknowledging a feeling And the other is being able to speak hope. But I feel like what you were referring to earlier, that sort of toxic positivity, if we want to call it that, I I have heard that term used, is there's no acknowledgement of the thing that's actually painful and kind of sitting with that pain. It's more of just a, uh, let's just gloss over that because, you know, we don't don't want to talk about the negative stuff. We don't want to talk about sadness. Yeah, not kind of like just sitting and reflecting on quite literally how that negative experience or whatever it is, is actually affecting you. Right. And to even make things more complicated, I remember once when I was grieving, someone had passed away, um, a close family friend. And I was talking with, a just one of my friends who it was, it was one of their family members. And I was kind of, I was like, I was saying it was, I was saying something degree of like, oh, I'm sad, but I'm not as sad as you guys must be. And they stopped me and they were like, hey, my grief, we don't have to compare griefs, you know, you don't have to compare griefs of, well, this person lost something more than me. So my grief must not really be significant. That's not how grief works. That's not how lament works. Um, Because then if that were the case, we would just find whoever's life is truly the worst in the whole world. And we'd only let that person lament. And it's going to downplay your ability to lament as well. Because then you're going to not consider what you're experiencing as valid. Right. Exactly. Like, you don't have to grieve uh, only if you are out grieving somebody else. Like, that's that's so silly. Like, but not trying to, like condemn someone that's thinking that way because i've i've thought that way as just mentioned like your pain is valid you know god cares about your pain so yeah i feel like there was some psalm and obviously i'm not gonna be able to quote it but they were talking about like all these injustices that were occurring to like these poor people and then the people that were manipulating them were like exclaiming like how like your god's not doing anything and then there's this very like poignant part where it says 
to God specifically, but you do see, you know, like you do see what's happening and you do feel something for the injustices that are occurring. Um, man, I'm gonna have to remember which one that is. I mean, obviously there's a lot, but it just like goes to show that like there's that, even within these laments, like there's that assurance of God's presence in the midst of that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, something I've been focusing a lot on just personal lament. Um, but I think something we can be invited into as Christians, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, this podcast is for both Christians and truth seekers, we say, so, you know, we obviously invite anybody who wants to grieve alongside others, um, regardless of their faith. But we do, I mean, I have the conviction that as Christians, we are invited to grieve with God, which is pretty significant as opposed to that, that empty void. Um, and uh, so I've been talking kind of personally about it, but I know just grieving as a community, it's almost like a just a foreign or unpracticed concept. Like it's it's almost a sense of like, oh, what is that? I don't know how to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. It just means like it's something new. Like, um, you know, like anything worth doing. Sometimes it's just like, all right, I got to start this off. I haven't done this before. How do we grieve? How do we lament as a group, as a church? Yeah, it's almost something that like could be perceived of as part of the discipline of like walking as a Christian, right? Like it's just part of like, and I think even the podcast goes into that a little bit in that like it acknowledges that like, yeah, like we're going to experience frustrating things in the world um, and grief like throughout our lives, like whatever that is. I mean, like even as Christians specifically, like suffering is kind of like, you know, a significant aspect <laughs> um, in a lot of a lot of the scriptures. And so distancing ourselves from that and then isolating ourselves from our community specifically just does not benefit our Christian living. Right. Yeah, I am reminded of... um, I was just thinking of like when after January 6th uh, this year, and I know we've, we've talked about it, uh, a lot in the past, just as on the podcast talking about politics and misinformation and other things. But I do, I do remember the pastor of the church refuge in here, a friend of mine, B, we recommended a, a podcast actually interviewing him. Um, I think it was in season two and, uh, he just had just this extended time of prayer of repenting for basically any ways that we as a church or as individuals have contributed to, I, I don't remember all the specifics he said. He kind of, he kind of prayed um, for several minutes, but part of it was just inviting us to all introspect um, and also just repent wherever we could for anger or hatred that we perpetuated or information. Um, I don't remember the specifics of what he said, so I don't want to misrepresent his prayer, but I do remember him just inviting us into that. So I guess that was an example I could think of, but even, and I know, you know, recently you've been going to that Eastern Orthodox church and I've been involved with the Anglican church. And obviously there are, um, much more planned services where things like confession or corporate confession is a part of it. But even there, like 
lament it seems like a, a just a notable practice that i i have not done regularly i don't know i don't know the best way to even like get at it but in yeah, some ways yeah no i feel you and i think in some ways that's like part of this podcast you know we're we're trying to bring up uh resources trying to recommend them to people where it's like hey think about this with us and let us know what you think yeah and i mean that's why i like the um because we've talked about lament like you said before in this podcast but that's why i always go back to that oh was it season two last time we talked about lament where he talks about using the psalms as like corporate worship across time and space amongst all believers right and so when you're praying these psalms it's not even necessarily about you or at least it doesn't always necessarily have to be about you like you could envision somebody else praying this in mind like somebody that's going through this experience and like empathize with them um and that's why i thought was interesting tying that back into this resource is that when they talked about like um how important empathy is in the process of lament and how if we minimize the effects of pain uh we fail to love others and share that burden um specifically like as christians but just as like a community right yeah i think that's from oh what's his name the we're talking about season one episode three i think was it the, season one? Oh dang that's wild the british guy the, yeah <laughs> i don't think he's british but is he not well what is he then well he definitely made fun of the midwestern way of pronouncing bonhoeffer because he's european but i think he might yes. have been i think he might be dutch but uh, I'm not sure. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. we already, we've already had to re-record one episode because of a, a blunder on our part. Uh, again, part of the humility of making a podcast and making mistakes and then <laughs> acknowledging them on air, like right now. All right, great. Uh, I won't tell it's him hard. Personally. I mean, that's like, that's a legit thing though, right? Is that like that, I don't know if it's just within our culture, but like to be wrong you're automatically put on the defensive, you know? And so, like, growing up, like, that was a big thing for me. Um, something that's hard to break out of, even within, like, my long-term, like, familial relations, is that oftentimes that feels like it's it continues to be the case when I'm trying to break away from it. And so, yeah, like, it's a, it's a process to be humble and to acknowledge that, like, oh, maybe I'm not right about everything I, you know, talk about. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, I think that's for everybody, or at least... For me too, uh, having difficulty in admitting I'm wrong, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I I feel that. Well, why don't we, as we're thinking about just this this resource and thinking about our own frailties as commentators, uh, let me bring in our co-listener uh, for this episode. Uh, this is Jennifer from Colorado. So thank you, Jennifer, for being a co-listener. And she says, the unexpected gift of lament aids Christians in our consideration of God's good design for both personal and corporate lament. This podcast awakens its audience to the essentiality and power of lament. It invites us to honestly reflect upon what is holding our communities back from receiving this gift from God. Steve and Bob's discussion highlights the critical difference between calling out in our grief to an empty void as opposed to pouring out our heartache to our compassionate Savior, who has himself suffered, who is with us, and who enters into our darkness. In biblical lament, 
as modeled throughout the scriptures, and notably in the Psalms and Lamentations, we can find hope and healing through our anguished prayers for thy kingdom come. Through this resource, we come to see lament as a provision to help us move through the brokenness in our own lives, our nation and world toward the day of Christ when all will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This broadcast motivates me to pursue growth in my practice of lament, both personally and within my faith community. Well, thank you for that, Jennifer. Again, uh, we so appreciate our co-listeners. And we so appreciate that you guys are with us for Season 5. Um, before we forget our Patreon episode, and we'd, we'd love to have you as a Patreon. We, we give out an episode each month. Or I record it just for you guys. This month, it will be The Ancient Swamp, and that'll be coming out today, actually, with this episode. And, you know, oh, Nick, before I go, any any other closing thoughts you had about this before I, I wrap it up completely and give away next week's episode? Yeah, don't give it away just yet, yeah. Uh, I think it's, as we consider Lament, uh, this was probably one of the more poignant parts towards the end of this resource, specifically, as we were talking about it. Um, sometimes it's hard to lament for things that have become politicized. Um, so I think I would like to issue like a call to our listeners to consider that the, regardless as to whatever partisan line our society is saying we should fall on with an issue, if it's something that we care about as Christians, like it should be lamented on, like if it's racial injustice, like as Christians, we should lament for this. If it's, you know, the unborn, we should lament for this. Um, there shouldn't be a party line with regard to Christian conviction that transcends our partisanship. That's a, that's a really good word. I love that. Excellent. Well, when, I guess, when society tells you that's not lamentable, <laughs> you can <laughs> say it is. Well... Thanks for joining us this week, guys. Um, and thank you, Nick, for that. I'm glad you mentioned that. That I honestly, we love this this episode by uh, Bob and Steve Tesserai or Tesserae. We don't know how to pronounce Whatever it. Whatever it is. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> next week, come back and we will bring you the final straw. We'll see you next week.